The Productive Woman, Episode 402. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Well, welcome and thank you for joining me. This week, we're going to talk about taking time for an effective mid-year review. You'll find links and additional information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 402. This episode is brought to you by Calm. You know how it goes. Your day is filled with all those to-dos, laundry, emails, errands, cooking dinner, and before you know it, you're preparing to do it all again tomorrow. When is there time to focus on what you need? Well, with Calm, you can prioritize your most important to-do, which is taking time for yourself each day. With Calm, you can reduce stress and anxiety through guided meditations, improve focus with curated music tracks, and rest and recharge with Calm's imaginative sleep stories. They have those for adults and for children, which I think is really interesting. They even offer their new daily movement sessions specifically designed to relax your body and uplift your mind. If you go to calm.com slash TPW, you'll get a special offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription. New content is added every week, so you never get bored with the resources available to you. Over 100 million people around the world use Calm to take care of their minds, and I'm happy to be one of them. Calm is ready to help you stress less, sleep more, and live a happier, healthier life. I've shared before how much I enjoy Calm's sleep stories. They have countless variations of different lengths, different genres, different narrators. I particularly enjoy the sleep stories that introduce me to a different culture or a different area of the world. The only problem is I never get to hear the end because listening to one of Calm's sleep stories it just helps quiet my racing mind at night, and I drift off to sleep before the narrator ever reaches the end. I highly recommend them if you have trouble getting to sleep or getting back to sleep if you wake in the middle of the night. And for listeners of the show, Calm is offering an exclusive offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription. That's the one that I have with just tons of different options to use and listen to. And you can find out more about that subscription by going to calm.com slash TPW. That's calm, C-A-L-M dot com slash T-P-W for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. Once again, that's calm.com slash T-P-W. So believe it or not, we have passed the halfway mark of 2022. I don't know about you, but for me, it feels like time is just flying by. We just passed the summer solstice for those of us in the Northern Hemisphere, and it is summer hot here in North Texas where I live. We're supposed to be in the 100 degrees for 
every day for the next week or so. Now, for our friends in the Southern Hemisphere, it's wintertime. I read somewhere that July is typically the coldest month in Australia. Uh, it kind of makes me, when I'm looking at the forecast for this coming week, it kind of makes me think, ah, I wonder if I could make a trip to Australia. But in any event, wherever you are in the world, as we've passed this halfway mark through this year, it's a great time to settle in with a, a cold or a hot beverage, depending on which hemisphere you live in, and pause for a few minutes to reflect on where things stand in terms of your goals and your plans for the year. This is something I do around this time every year, but I started thinking about it a few weeks ago when I was you know, scrolling through, I think it was Netflix, but it was one of the streaming services. And I saw a documentary about uh, singer, actress, Jennifer Lopez. I ended up watching it. The documentary is called Halftime. And it was structured around her preparations for and performance at the Super Bowl halftime show last year. But in the course of the documentary, it talked about her feelings about turning 50 and her thoughts about this next stage of her life. And it was, it was kind of interesting. I'm not, I wouldn't call myself a Jennifer Lopez fan necessarily. She's not someone I follow or listen to a lot, but it was an interesting documentary from the perspective of a woman who, you know, I'm a little bit older than her, but having gone through that stage and, and looking forward into this next segment of my life, um, the whole concept of halftime was interesting to me and kind of thought provoking. I'm not a sports person, but I know that halftime in American football, it falls in the middle of the game. So the first half is over, you take halftime, and then you go into the second half. And it is a break from the action. It's a time for those on the field to go into the locker room, rest for a little bit, evaluate how the first half went, and make adjustments to their plan for the second half of the game. And I just, I thought that's such a great kind of visual for me anyway, of what a mid-year review can do for us in our lives. Uh, so that same concept of a halftime break can help with our year or our life in general. We call it a mid-year review. So why do a mid-year review? It certainly, for me, and I can recommend it to you for the same reasons, taking time for, you know, a little bit of a halftime break, whether it's a, an hour or a half day or however you want to do it, taking a time for a mid-year review can help foster awareness and intentionality in how you're living your life by giving you some time to evaluate how it's going, if and how you're progressing toward your goals, and just in general, if you're progressing toward making a life that matters as you define it. It gives you a break from the action. The point of a mid-year review is simply to take a break from your day-to-day -day life, a, a, a moment to pull back for a big picture look at the field, so to speak, to get some perspective and make any necessary course corrections before you kind of dive back into the second half of the year. One article I read about doing mid-year reviews identifies the following as major benefits of doing it. First of all, you determine whether your actions are progressing you toward your goals. 
you determine if you're progressing at the right speed. Are you going to reach your goals on uh, in the time frame that you had in mind? At an even deeper level, it's a time to determine whether the goals you set at the beginning of the year are still relevant. Uh, it also lets you take a look and understand the challenges you faced and what you can learn from them and identify more effective or more efficient ways of achieving your goals. So those are some great things. Uh, and I will link to this article and, and several others that are great resources in the show notes for this episode. So you can find them there if you'd like to read them for yourself. Another writer in an article that I read notes that an effective halftime pause, and that's my phrase, not this writer's, but uh, can result in, quote, decreased anxiety, increased motivation, increased focus, and decreased wasted time. And I think that's really true, particularly the part about decreased anxiety. If as the year goes on, you're dealing with sort of this free-floating, kind of amorphous, anxiety about, am I, am I spending my time wisely? Am I getting the things done that I need to do? Am I going to achieve the goals that I set for myself? Well, pausing mid-year to take a look at that, to really, you know, dig in and, and take a, a, a survey of what you've done so far and what's left to do can actually eliminate or at least decrease that anxiety because you actually, instead of wondering, you know, all right, here's where I am. Uh, here's where I want to be, and here's how I'm going to get to where I want to be. So I think that's a, a great benefit of doing a mid-year review. And I think it's important to note that although I often think of it more in terms of just sort of personal goals in my personal life, this concept of doing a mid-year review is valuable both in our personal and our professional lives. And I recommend going through this process for both. So how do we do a mid-year review? Wait, we need certain resources, certain materials gathered together. One of them, of course, is time. Identify a, a time, whether it's an hour, a half day, a Saturday, a Sunday afternoon, whatever works for you, where you're going to set aside this time for this specific purpose. You're going to get to a place where you won't be disturbed, which, okay, I know for a lot of us that's hard to find, especially if we have small children at home. But maybe you trade off with a friend who'll look after your kids if your spouse isn't available, a friend who wants to do this process too. uh, she'll look after your kids while you do your review and then you'll return the favor so she can do a review as well. But in any event, you want to set aside some time where you can be in a space where it's quiet and relatively undisturbed so you can really give some uh, focused thought to this and get that on your calendar. Schedule it, make it a priority and, and keep that appointment with yourself. In addition, as you prepare for this activity, there are certain materials you want to gather. Your calendar, whether it's a digital calendar or or an analog, you want to have it handy. Your master to-do list, if you use one, where you capture, you know, kind of all your tasks as they come to you, and then you, you know, pull out each day the few that you're going to focus on for that day. If you have a master to-do list, gather that. Uh, Any goals that you set at the beginning of the year uh, that you've written down, make sure you've got those handy. You want to have a notebook or a journal, whether digital or analog, and something to write with or type with. 
where you're going to do some thinking about all of this. And I'd suggest, you know, maybe some snacks and a beverage of your choice as you sit down to, to do this process. One thing I would also suggest might be helpful in preparation for your mid-year review is consider doing a time log for a week before you do your review, just to get a really good, honest look at how you're actually using your time and have that with you when you sit down to do your review. So once you've gathered your materials, you've reached the appointed time and place, and you're ready to do your review, what are some things you can do at that point? Well, a, a traditional mid-year review for me involves looking at your calendar, your to-do list, your goals list, and all of that, and evaluating your progress. Uh, what have you done so far? What still needs to be done? And then developing a plan to complete them. So a good, uh, effective mid-year review usually involves a couple of things, a look back and a look forward. And we do this at the end of the year. And I've, I've talked about this in previous episodes. I'll try to remember to link a couple of those in the show notes in case you want to go back and, and look at those to get some ideas. Um, but there's those two pieces of it. There's the reflection and the planning piece of a good mid-year review. So for instance, if you set goals for the year, um, maybe start by looking at those and just, you know, be real honest and open with yourself. This is not a time to beat yourself up for what you haven't done, but just to take a very um, objective look at what you had in mind for yourself for this year and what's your progress been? Which of those goals have you already accomplished? Celebrate those. Give yourself a pat on the back for having completed any of those goals that you uh, that you have completed or the milestones toward completing that goal if it's a year-long goal. Which of the goals that aren't yet completed are actually on target for completion within the year, if that's what you had in mind for them. Maybe take some time to brainstorm. What are the remaining steps? What's left to do? And when am I going to get those things done? Schedule the next step, whatever the next step is. Get it on your calendar so that you're prepared to, to take that next step and keep moving forward. Of the goals you had for the year, which have you abandoned uh, and it's perfectly okay to do that. We, you know, we set goals as targets for things we want to accomplish, but life happens and things change. So maybe a goal that you set at the beginning of the year that seemed right and good no longer fits with what's going on in your life. And so maybe you've abandoned that. Uh, which have you maybe modified or replaced or decided to postpone till to another time? Uh, all of those are okay. We're just trying to get an objective look at where we are on these things now. Which goals maybe are languishing on the list with little or no progress made or little or no action taken? Look at those. Be honest with yourself. Again, it's, it's not about beating yourself up for not having done them. It's not a reflection on who you are as a person or your character. We're just... Um, looking at these maybe through the eyes of some, you know, as if we were looking at, at the goals list of someone we care very much about. Okay. That should be the, the perspective we're taking here. But any of these goals that maybe are just kind of sitting on the list and nothing's happened, make a decision. Are you going to drop 
that goal? Does it no longer fit your life and what you want out of it? Or maybe defer it until next year or to some time in the future? Or are you going to take action on it? And if so, when are you going to take action? Make a commitment to yourself. Identify what the, the, next, the first step should be. Write it down and get it on your calendar. As you're going through this process and you're looking at these goals, revise or modify them if and as it makes sense for where you are in your life now. So that's part of the traditional mid-year review process, looking at those goals. Uh, You also look at your calendar and uh, in two ways. First of all, look at the past six months. What have you accomplished? How have you spent your time? You know, what appointments, what commitments, what holidays, whatever. Just review it. Take a few minutes to kind of skim through each calendar and the things that it reflects and ask yourself, am I satisfied with how I've spent my time? If the answer is no, then maybe you're going to make some changes coming up. If the answer is yes, then just be happy about that. Celebrate that and enjoy kind of basking in the accomplishment of spending your time in a way that's meaningful to you. And then after you've looked back in your calendar, look forward to the next six months. Are there any commitments on your calendar that you want to rethink? Are there any that you want to add? Is there anything upcoming that you need to prepare for? Get those things on your task list and make decisions about when you're going to take steps. If there are commitments that maybe made sense when you put them on the calendar, or maybe they didn't, but you just said yes, because, you know, we like to say yes. Do you want to rethink those? And if so, do you need to notify someone that you've, you know, that you're you're going to not make that commitment that you're, you're, you're sort of changing your plans. Schedule what time you're going to do that, make a decision and, and then make it happen. So those are kind of the basic processes for a traditional mid-year review. You can also look at your, uh, your master to-do list and see what's, what's been accomplished. If you keep track of that, uh, in, in a lot of digital, task managers, you can look at completed tasks and, you know, maybe take just a few minutes to look at what you've completed over the course of the past few months and celebrate that, honor the fact that you've been doing things. (laughs) A lot of times we feel like, you know, I don't know, maybe you don't, but I certainly do. I can get to the end of a day or a week or a month and think I didn't do anything of any, you know, meaning or significance. But if you go back and look and you realize, okay, I actually was accomplishing things. I was crossing important things off my list. And so give yourself credit for that, but also look at what's left to do. Maybe add things to it as they come to mind and think about, you know, when you're going to get these things done. So that's the the sort of traditional, very practical kind of mid-year review. But In addition to that, and I think that's so important because we can get really caught up in the day-to-day and lose track of, you know, who's on first, what's happening, what needs to happen, um, what maybe I need to rethink and reevaluate and revamp a little bit. And that's the point of this mid-year review, this halftime break, to look at that and say, okay, well, that didn't work as well as I I wanted to. I haven't made as much progress as I wanted to. Here's what I'm going to do 
to change that going forward. That's a very important process to, to get a, a look ahead on what's coming up and think, all right, what do I need to do? I'm speaking at this conference or I'm uh, going on this vacation with my family or I'm taking this class. What do I need to do now to be prepared when the time comes to do those things? Uh, add those things to your, to your master to-do list, schedule time to get them done. Uh, it really helps us to be more effective in the use of our time and our energy and our attention because we've taken this moment to kind of look at the landscape and make some intentional changes and adjustments to it. But beyond that, there's uh, uh, the more, I guess, big picture kind of maybe... I hesitate to use the word less or the phrase less practical because I think this is very practical and very important, but not so um, focused on, you know, actual appointments and commitments and all that sort of thing. Just a little more introspection, I guess, can be very helpful beyond that practical time, energy, activity management taking a step back to think about how your life, how your day-to-day life, the activities, your calendar, your to-do list, the goals you've set and all of that, how your life is reflecting who you want to be in the world. And this can be a really valuable part of this mid-year review, this halftime break. And so maybe allocate some time during this activity for this kind of introspection, this sort of um, looking into your heart and your mind and evaluating certain things. For this process, I really like the ideas that I found for questions to ask yourself and perhaps journal about. I found these on uh, a mid-year reset Notion page. Notion is a a task manager, people use it. They talk about it as being their external brain. It's an app. I'll put a link in the show notes. I've been playing with it on and off for the last few months as a a place for capturing information, ideas, and and so on. And and a lot of people use it for for various reasons, uh, planning and projects and stuff like that. And there's a a YouTuber that I found that I, I watch her from time to time called Jules, I think it's Acre. Acri. And she uh, is very much into Notion and she has a template that you can import into your own Notion account uh, for her mid-year reset is what she calls it. And she has a list of questions uh, that you can ask yourself during this mid-year review. Some of them I think are really interesting ways of looking at things. So for instance, what has been the highlight of my year so far? Right about that. Uh, What has been the biggest challenge of my year so far? Uh, What is working really well in helping me make progress on my goals? Where haven't I been able to make progress? What might be getting in the way? Um, Are there any goals that don't feel aligned anymore? What any that I could move to next year instead? How have my priorities changed since the start of this year? What, what am I, you know, have I had any epiphanies, any realizations about changes I want to make? Another question she has is overall, how am I feeling at this point in the year? If I'm not where I wanted to be, what could I shift or pivot to make it feel better or more attainable? And I really like that. I think we don't often 
take time to really think deeply about this. How am I feeling about this? You know, we can look at the metrics in terms of, well, I had six goals and I've crossed, I have accomplished two of them and one of them I haven't done anything about and the other two or three or whatever are on track. That's all important, but you know, how am I feeling about the year? Give, give yourself permission to, to really think about that and acknowledge it. She suggests asking, am I making time to pause and celebrate the wins, big or small? If not, what will I do to celebrate going forward? How do I want to feel as I head into this next half of the year? And really important question, what do I need to do to help me feel that way? This is really what I like about these questions is it's really taking ownership of your feelings, your your perception of your life and the results that you're getting by acknowledging how you feel about it and then asking yourself, what do I want and what am I going to do to get it? And so I love those questions. Uh, another approach to doing a mid-year review is something I found recently in a blog post by David Sparks. And I, I might have mentioned him in past episodes. He's the longtime host of a, a podcast that has been my favorite for years called Mac Power Users. And he's also a lawyer. Uh, he stopped practicing law and is focusing on his, what he calls his Mac Sparky business, where he does a lot of productivity stuff that he puts out into the world. And he recently wrote a blog post, which I will link to, as I will also link to uh, some information from Jules that you might find interesting and helpful. Uh, but David wrote a post about his mid-year process. And I, I kind of like the focus he has on certain things. It starts by assessing your year so far by roles. So the first step is to identify what roles you, you live in the world. So for me, I'm a wife. I'm a mother of adult kids. I'm a grandmother. I'm a lawyer. I'm a podcaster. I'm a friend to certain people. I am a citizen. And those are roles that are all important to me. And so identify what those are. And then David suggests for each role, ask certain open-ended questions. And they're very open-ended. So his questions that he suggests in this blog post are first in each role. So you look at each one individually. How am I doing? And this he calls a reflection-based question. And so in my role as a mom to these adult kids, how am I doing? And that's, there's no right or wrong here. This is just, again, looking uh, as objectively as you can, as openly and honestly as you can. Nobody's going to see this. This is just for you. But spend some time journaling, whether you do it, you know, on a computer, uh, in an app, in a Word document, or in a notebook that you write by hand. How am I doing as a wife? How am I doing as a lawyer? How am I doing as a podcaster, as a citizen? And then the next question is, where can I do better? And he calls this a planning-based question. So where can I do better as a wife, as a mom, as a citizen? And where am I doing well is his third question, which is also he identifies as a planning-based question. I think it's important for us to ask this question, and I'm glad he includes it in his process, because we are usually pretty good 
at the the second question, where can I do better? We we can spout off a list of our deficiencies, but we're not necessarily as good at identifying where we're doing well. And so I think it's important to ask that question for each of these roles. So that's the first step in his process. The next step is to look at the challenges you've faced in the first half of the year and those you anticipate for the coming year. And for those that you're you're looking at the challenges you faced in the first half of the year, he suggests asking these questions. Could I have predicted it? How did I handle it? And could I have handled it better? So what lessons can we learn from the challenges we faced this year and how we addressed them, how we responded to them? And that's the point, I think, of this, um, that we can learn lessons from the challenges we face and even from our so-called failures where we've, you know, kind of fallen down in our opinion, maybe not, not done what we should have or could have not handled a challenge as well as we wish we we had. Um, the point here is to, uh, to take the lessons from that. How uh, could I have handled it better? What could I have done differently? And once you've done that kind of review of the past six months challenges, then look forward to, uh, to what are the challenges I expect facing during the next six months. And for each of those, and I really like this process because again, we can live with this low level or even high level anxiety about perceived or anticipated challenges or difficulties that are coming toward us and never really deal with them, just sort of be afraid of them or be anxious about them. And what I like about this process that David recommends is it get helps us get our, our hands around it, get our mind wrapped around it, and be more realistic about what it is and, and, and come up with a plan to address it. So the questions or some of the questions he recommends asking about any challenges you anticipate for the coming six months is how likely is that to actually occur? Uh, can I avoid it? What steps can I take personally to avoid it or to make it easier? And he, he suggests a question that I think is really interesting to again, deal with this anticipatory anxiety. And that is, what is the worst possible outcome from this, whatever this challenge is? What's the worst that could happen? And I would add to that question, how can I minimize the chances of that worst possible outcome? And could I survive it? And most of the time, the answer to that last question is, yeah, I could. I could deal with that. I might not like it, but I could I could survive it. But if we can sort of let our imaginations run wild and identify what, you know, what's the worst that could happen, and then come up with a plan to either avoid that you know, worst case scenario, or at least minimize the impact of it, then we have taken control of the situation. And that has to reduce that anxiety and that fear. So once you've gone through in his process, looking at these challenges and learning the lessons from the past ones and applying those to the ones you anticipate for the, the coming months, then the next step in his process is to look at our projects the, the evaluate the past ones, the projects we've completed in the first half of the year, 
uh, and anticipate the the projects we're going to be working on in the coming six months or so and how we need to prepare for them. Uh, as I said, I'll link in the show notes to his post where he has some really good questions to ask at this step in evaluating projects and preparing for coming projects. And uh, then the next step of his process is to kind of go through that same process with habits, um, the habits that you have, the habits that you need, uh, and some of the questions he suggests when we're looking at the habits of in our life is are things like, what habits am I actively working on uh, developing new ones? How's it going? How am I progressing in developing this habit that I want to have in my life? Is it a thing I should still be working on or, you know, or not? How can I get better at it? Uh, I like his question, what habits am I unknowingly creating? Because we all have habits. The question is whether they're just sort of um, kind of becoming part of our life by default or whether we're intentionally creating habits that um, help move us in the direction we want to go. And if I am uh, unknowingly, unintentionally creating habits that don't serve me, what am I going to do about it? And then finally, he has a, what he calls kind of a big picture question, which is looking at all of this, the calendar, the to-do list, the projects, the challenges, the, the habits, everything, am I doing too much? And that is such a personal question because what's too much for one person would be just perfect for another. And so for you, for the life you want to live and the person you want to be in the world, are you trying to do too much? And if so, what should be thrown overboard is the way he, how he words it. What should you jettison to make space in your life and in your days for the things that matter most to you. So that's a, a very brief summary of, of the process that David uses and, and talks about in his blog post. Again, I'll link to that in the show notes if you want to check it out. Uh, it's, a, it's a great blueprint, I think, for a really effective mid-year review. In addition to what we've talked about, some other mid-year reset type tasks to consider are to maybe tidy your workspace, you know, clear your desk, take everything off, sort through it, put things where they belong, minimize the stuff that you have in your workspace that's maybe causing distractions, get a handle on the papers in your life, do the filing, the the, the scanning, the shredding, whatever needs to be done, but just make your workspace, whether it's at home or somewhere away from home, uh, get it back in order and more effective. Another thing you might want to do is check in with your spouse or significant other and ask some of these same kinds of questions about, you know, your life together and your relationship. What's working? What's not working? What do we want to, you know, what can we learn from the conflicts we've had or the good experiences we've had in the first half of the year? to make the second half even better? Do we want to plan any events together? That sort of thing. And maybe consider doing a similar kind of check-in with your boss or your your team or your direct reports in your, in your job or career. Uh, so anytime we do this, where we take a few minutes 
to whether individually or with other people that we are have relationships with it can only be a benefit to make our life more effective more productive and more like the life we want to be living i personally tend to follow kind of a hybrid approach you know doing the sort of practical evaluation of my calendar and task list clearing things out taking care of some procrastinated tasks but also doing some introspective thinking about where i've been so far this year how i feel about that and where i might want to make some adjustments moving forward into the second half of the year. Uh, However you do it, whatever process you use, an effective mid-year review, an effective halftime pause can help you live more intentionally, more purposefully, and more productively, help you make a life that matters as you define it. Those are my thoughts on this at this point in 2022. What do you think? Do you do a mid-year review of any type or nature, either personally or professionally? If so, what process do you use or what tips can you offer that might help the rest of us have a more effective mid-year review? You can share your ideas on this or your questions in the comment section of the show notes for this episode, which you will find at theproductivewoman.com slash 402, or post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page. If you're a member of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, that is always a great place for us to have these conversations, continue the conversation. Uh, give each other ideas, support, ask for help or questions or an accountability partner. If you're a woman who listens to this podcast and you're not yet a member of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, uh, if you haven't, if maybe you're new here and you haven't heard about it, this is a private Facebook group just for women who listen to this podcast. You can find it by searching in Facebook, search for the Productive Woman Community or something along those lines. And you will, you'll find, I I think there's maybe three questions that you should answer and then you can join the group and it's, uh, anybody can find the group, but nobody can see who's in the group or what we're talking about in there, except the women who are members of the group. And it's a great place to have these conversations. If you prefer to share your thoughts with me privately, as always, you can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, and I'd love to talk with you. Uh, Don't forget, for listeners of this podcast, Calm is offering that exclusive offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash tpw, that's c-a-l-m dot com slash tpw for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. Once again, that's calm.com slash tpw. And that is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I hope you felt like it was worthwhile. I look forward to talking with you again soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter.